Previously on Fate Reforged. There is an increased amount of chanting coming from just on the other side of the tunnel. <laughs> Start the ceremony! There's a ring on her finger in the dibs. shape of a shield. Dibs, dibs. Cultist wearing a very elaborate decorative mantle, and he has a crown in his hands. The face of your old childhood friend, Alador Hahafanel. <laughs> oh my gosh. The fabled sword. It will be mine. I will have it. And he reaches inside the chest and pulls out this elaborate, ornate sword that appears to be made of glass. She looks at the scene at the open tomb. Well, I suppose the secret's out. And welcome back, everybody, to the Fate Reforged campaign. On last week's episode, our brave heroes leveled up after completing their mission. So we're going to go around the horn now and have them kind of explain what their characters can do now. And we're going to start with Milo. Uh, Milo has taken a fighting style of archery. He has plus two to ranged attacks. He can just hit things easier. He also now has access to spells. He has the... First level spells, good berries, and Hunter's Mark. We'll get into Noise. what those do later. Cool, cool, cool. All right, we're going to go ahead and move over to Vabril. So Vabril um, now has Accent Surge. Allows me to take a second attack for a fighter. That is uh, very handy. So excited about that. Very nice, and we are looking forward to seeing what you can do with that new potential. A.N., we're going to kick it over to you now, sir. So, A.N. is an aberrant mind sorcerer. At second level, sorcerers get font of magic. Second level, you tap into a deep wellspring of magic within yourself. The wellspring is represented by sorcery points, which allow you to create a variety of magical effects. So, I get starting... One per level, so I have two sorcery points, and they increase as they go to higher levels. I can do flexible casting. Uh, you can use your sorcery points to gain additional spell slots or sacrifice spell slots to gain additional sorcery points back and forth. I can create new spell slots. I can transform unexpected sorcery points into a spell slot. It gets weebly-wobbly, timey-wimey with there. So, fonts of magic. Another spell, another spell added to the list, and yeah, he keeps growing in his power. Mm, yes, the dark, mysterious power that was gifted to you. We are very curious to see what manifests from that. Marilyn, sing us a song of your new abilities, sir. Olé. I 
on second level have gotten Song of Rest, um, which can help the party heal a little more during a short rest. I've got the Jack of All Trades option now, um, so I'll be able to add half my proficiency bonus to any skill that I roll. So I'm pluses all the way down the board, uh, plus multiple points for every check at this point. So looking good about that. I've added one extra spell and changed a couple of the cantrips around. So moving forward. Moving forward and looking forward indeed. Speaking of looking forward, Cypress Ironwood. With your big, tall, almost eight-foot frame, what are you looking at for this next level? Well, thanks for asking. The weather's up here nice. Uh, at uh, second uh-huh. level, Cypress uh, officially takes the Circle of Stars. Uh, definitely looking forward to this, because uh, I get the option now to Wild Shape. Um, but in lieu of uh, transforming into an animal, I can do a special effect, which I'll unveil uh, thematically when it comes. Uh, but it lets me do a few different things other than just change into an animal. Um, a nice uh, thing, too, is I also get uh, free guiding bolt uh, uses uh, equal to my proficiency bonus. Uh, so that's not counting against the regular spells uh, for me. So I'm excited to start lighting things up there. Excellent. And speaking of shining light, Kiki, your second level now. Yes. Uh, Kiki is... <laughs> I feel bad because it's not as glamorous as kind of everybody else's. Um, but I do have an option which I'm very excited to use, um, which is called Path to the Grave. So I'm going to be very happy to unleash that on uh, some unsuspecting foes, or possibly suspecting. Um, And I also get, I changed around some cantrips just a smidge. I have an additional spell that I get to use. And yeah, I think that's it. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, everybody. Who's ready to play some more D&D? I just want to say that John, as a player, is super stoked that we basically have a Transformer in our group. (laughs) And I debated with TJ whenever he created this character. Yeah, I wanted wanted to let you guys know, I debated with TJ whenever we first had this talk of a Druid Warforged. And I was like, you got to do Beast Wars, bro. You got to do Beast Wars. (laughs) <laughs> I like the idea of that, but I also like saving my wild shapes if we need to infiltrate something like and be not suspicious. <laughs> like I'm going to turn into like a dog and don't like, be suspicious. Dog, and don't like, be suspicious. I like to imagine <laughs> what's wrong with a dog. <laughs> this giant like robot, and then shifting into like this itty bitty like squirrel or like chipmunk. <laughs> Or the opposite of that, of changing into something that's typically very small, but being a very large version of that. It's like this little pink chibi robot dog (laughs) on wheels. Bark, 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 bark. (laughs) You have disadvantage on stealth, sir. (laughs) I don't know. I'm with you, Andrew. Having Cypress just be, all right, then. 
optimize <laughs> and then starts <laughs> cypress ironwood transform optimize maybe and could then- we we could compromise and say that if i need to like in the in the moment of combat if we're doing it it's like robot animal hybrid looking beast wars type thing but if i need to do it like i'm going into a town or trying to sneak around i can make it look like natural it's, it's like robot <laughs> levels of like werewolfism because you can go like full wolf but you can you go like wolf hybrid and then be bad but for robots also if there's an evil robot um that we go into they have to yell terrorize instead of optimize those those are the rules i was thinking maybe he could do like a like a voltron style where like all of his animal friends kind of like latch on to him and he like kind of like morphs down into like this new beast we can't say any more copyrighted stuff the rest of this episode. We've hit it's our under our 10 words. words. These are references. This isn't part it's of the pop content. culture reference. We were just, this is the table talk before the episode. So uh-huh, this uh-huh, is, uh-huh. we're going to call this fair game. And I have the right to change my mind about it later. So <laughs> unlimited power of the editor. Let's go. So the last time we left our brave adventurers, the heroes of Braven, they had just completed their very first Adventurer's Guild quest. In discovering what the Hidden Cult was doing, who they were, and why they were doing it, maybe we'll get to that now. You're all standing in this large burial chamber, and there are dead cultist bodies all around you. The mayor is having a quiet conversation with her son over off to the side. The companion of your best friend is standing there, a little stinky, but talking to Cypress and having a pleasant conversation about Warforged. Uh, what are you guys doing? Kiki is going around and kind of blessing the bodies uh, and kind of sending them on their way. They are multiple, quickly dissolving. Multiple dead bodies. <laughs> there are so many dead people. <laughs> now uh, the smell has changed just from like old stinky robes and dead bodies to like decomposing bodies. So everybody can thank Kiki for that. Uh, you're welcome. Anne wants to approach uh, the front area of where the case was for the sword, but also just the front of the room. And he would just like to investigate the area to see if he sees any similar markings to what he saw in the robes. If he sees anything of significance connecting to the maps that him and his dad worked with back on the. Sure. Yeah. So based on that, go ahead and roll a intelligence check. Natural 20. All right. So I will say with a natural 20, you don't see any semblance of like the tomb and the chest and the fragment of the broken sword having any kind of eye symbol on it. This was uh, a burial place that was meant for the, the hero. There's a there's like placards on the walls that kind of describe, you know, here lies Aeon deceased on this day. Like the official memorial is upstairs and that's where like all the honors are. But this is like, OK, this one's Aeon, Aelon and 
as far as the maps go, you do realize that the mayor got in here somehow. And so there must be some kind of other entrance that let her get in. And so you, you do get that. I mean, that one was really easy. Like <laughs> a natural 20 didn't give you that information. That was, was just gonna like. I was going to say something about them. Like uh, we, we literally saw her walk in from the side. <laughs> that wasn't. <laughs> but the door closed. Where did it go? I don't know. With a natural 20, you found it. You've All saved right. us. Everyone. Vibril. It belongs in a museum. Vibril is going to walk to the back of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and investigate the small-looking, I guess you could call it, room um, to see if anything sticks out. Yeah, it was some kind of entrance back here. The, the stairs that you guys came in on the southwest side of the room, and then on there's another set of stairs leading up to a raised platform area. This uh, shows... Well, this is the architecture that was here was built on purpose. They didn't just put stairs here just for like, oh, this is where the choir stands when they sing. There are uh, ladders here stored. This is kind of like the storage area off to the side that has ladders to get up into the ceiling to clean things. Just utilitarity. Utilitarity. Wow. Okay. Uh, Utility (laughs) things that enable people to clean the room, to get up into the candles that are hanging from chandeliers at the top. There's the pulley lever system that can lower and raise the candelabras and chandeliers hanging from the ceiling. So, And it all looks normal to you, Fabril? Yeah, you basically just found the janitor's closet of this room. <laughs> all right. What am I doing here? All right. All right, uh, what are you guys doing? Just standing around staring at each other? Is the mayor uh, still talking to Aladar? Yes. Uh, Milo is waiting for her to finish. Okay. And I'm still having a pleasant conversation with Osha. The beheaded body of the leader kind of like twitches on the ground. And there's a rattling sound coming from his cloak. All right. Uh, I hit the body again with my staff. Uh, <laughs> quiet, you. The brew was too far away, so I guess I came to a single thing. Hi, Ian. Have you given this thing a look yet? I'm sorry, what's going on? I was... Oh, his body just twitched. I, I, so I just... want to check it out. I'm sorry, I was I was captivated by this obvious door. Um, <laughs> so, Aang goes over to the body, and uh, he kind of does a walk over, walks around it. It's going to tap you it. on the shoulder and have a little guidance. He, he kicks at it, he kicks the body a little bit, hears the rattle, and he's going to bend down, lean over, and do a, a proper investigation. And then add a d4 for guidance. Oh, that's a sixteen on the die, so that's a that's a dirty twenty. Ooh, a dirty twenty. Plus a d four, so. Oh my 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 mistake. Here, hold on, hold on. Get those numbers up. It fell off. Uh, so that's a twenty two. Oh, you just barely made the cut of the big, 
the bejeweled crown in his big oversized pocket. Uh, whew, that was a close one. I was going to have to stop the story there if you didn't get that one. He's going <laughs> to lean. He's going to lean up towards the group and says, "He's got nothing." <sighs> there is Inside a. <laughs> uh oh, Cypress is getting jealous, um, or more like suspicious. The crown is in his oversized pocket. There is a folded up letter or envelope, if you will, uh, also stuffed kind of down in there. He's got just culty things like you have a diary that has like drawings in the margin of like, oh, once the obliterator comes back, I'll be made king of the new world. And there's like little doodles in it. So he wants to specifically focus on the word the obliterator. Mm -hmm. Um, That jumps out of him right away. Also, um, one of the one of the things to keep in mind that I forgot about as that some of the features that Aen has for the way he was set up is he has his background has cultist contacts because he is uh, a cult investigator, which means he would sort of have certain connections and knowledge of cultist networks as well. Of the occult, which is not the same as the word cultist, so do with that what you will, DM. Um, and so I make an investigation checks with advantage to attempt to glean desired information related to the occult. So this might not be to the occult. Oh, wait. I'll let you call on that, but I would like to investigate the papers to see if I find any patterns or trails or clues as to intel on this organization. All right. Um, well, I had 19 on one. I guess it was okay, because on the other one, it was a natural 20. Oh, snap. You just barely made the cut there, pal. Uh, right. So, the mind of Aeon is associated with cults and their occultic nature. Oftentimes, a cipher is used whenever one person in a higher position is used, uh, uses a cipher to contact someone else, and there is a cipher that only they would know within that group. I'd say with a natural 20, you are able to actually figure out the cipher and you're going through passage after passage and it just says like, I'll pick up two members here from, you know, Javara and on your way over, pick up another three in Reevesport, make your way up to this place. And one passage sticks out. Your eyes are, are just completely speed reading over this until you reach the spot where it says, by the time you and your followers arrive, the nuisance known as Andal Balinor should no longer be an issue. If not, it should only be a few days. But I say again, wait until the poison has neutralized the threat. It must look natural in order to avoid suspicion. Once you begin digging, do not stop for anything. 
retrieve Elon's body after placing the control device upon his head. The sword is of secondary concern, but it is still vital to our cause. Nonetheless, it would be stored with the body or nearby. Return to the chapter house in Reevesport. A contact who knows the code will deliver the cargo to our new location. It is signed, Malik. A.N. drops the paper. And while he was leaning down with like one knee down, falls back onto the ground after reading that his father was poisoned. It's... How? When? How? How did they... How did they get them? Who are them? Ian, you're... Malik. You alright, Ian? Who's Malik? And Ian pushes himself up off the ground and, and is focused on the mayor. Malik! Do you, do you know the name Malik, mayor? Be honest with me. She looks at you and... A little taken off by the sudden change in your attitude, she says, I can tell you the truth. You have obviously earned it. Malik is a known criminal, fugitive, and the official records show that he was killed about 12 years ago, but... Unofficially, I had suspected that he was still alive. There were many activities that pointed to his handiwork. But that is all I know. As far as I'm concerned, he, he was never in this area. He always operated moving from place to place. He is the cause. He's the culprit. He's the... He's the author of not only the disappearance of Elon's body, the organization of this cult message, but he's the author of my father's death. Your father's death? How is that possible? The we code. We assumed they... it was natural causes. He was perfectly well one day, and he fell. I'm sure he wrote that to you in his letters. He, he fell, uh, bruised his hip. Um, we hired a maid to to look after him. It was after that that his health declined. I... Oh, my. Oh, no. Ian's running through this immediately, pa passing through information in his head. Of course, I read the letters, the maid, um, infiltrating there. There was an agent, agent operating, uh, agent operating, waiting for the poison to take place, putting it together. 
Where is this maid? Who were they? Helima left. After your father passed, she said she had another job lined up in... Helima. Was it? Helima. Helima, yes, that was the Helima. name that she... Helima. Helima. I will not forget this name. She said she had another job, I think. Yes, I believe she said Reevesport. The southernmost port town here in Alicia. I would have you know that this other character, Malak, still seems to be at large and still, still seems to be pulling strings with this cult. I hope you take more caution with the lives of your city in the future. And he'll walk away. Very nice. With that. I, oh, go Cyprus, ahead. I was just going to say, you, you say hear Cyprus, this conversation, and how are uh, you reacting? I, yeah, I I see Ian walk away, and I, I start to walk towards him, but then I, I, I don't know what to do, and I, I don't do anything. Brill is going to approach the mayor and um, ask her a question. So, why would any group, or why would this cultist group, what would they want with the body? <clears throat> of our ultimate hero. She is thoroughly and emotionally on fringe. This has been one of the worst nights in her very long lifespan of recent, of, of re this has been the worst night in recent history of her very long lifespan. And she, she says, I, I assume that they would have had some kind of way to control him. I believe that's what that thing I saw Ian looking at, that, that crown thing. Give it here. You see she, you guys give her the, the jeweled crown thing? Yeah. I, well, I don't have it, but. Yeah. Ian I think, I think Ian had it, but he walked yeah. away. Yeah, I'll I'll walk over to Ian, and I'll just put a hand on his shoulder. Hi. Uh, you know we'll find her. We'll be all right. Uh, go see that crown. May I want to take a look at it? Ian forgets he's still holding the crown. He looks down, kind of turns it over in his hand. So this is what they were fighting over. Crowns and ancient relics. He didn't have to die for that. He didn't have to die for that. I know. 
He'll turn to look up at Cypress. Here. Take it. I'll take it and... Cypress, you take the crown over to Mayor Elavora, and she... Thank you. Uh, she waves her hands over it, casting the Identify spell. She says, This plan of theirs could have worked. This is a variation of the... The Chaos spell, which you can use to dominate someone's mind. It is set to continually run. Effectively, whoever wears this device would be told to do whatever the person who created or whoever placed it on their head would would tell them to do. Even in death? Well, and she, she points over to him and she says, I imagine they had something to cure him of that. Once the, the, all they would have needed was a fragment of his body, and they could have cast a major necromancy spell upon him, brought him back, and then placed this upon his head, and the most legendary hero of all time would be made to do whatever it was that they told him to do. I, I see now this was their plan. Mayor. Who's first? Uh, where is the body? Now that is a mystery I am still trying to figure out. 150 years ago, I laid the body here personally this whole area this she gestures around to everything i i didn't make this i had people come in and make it and when they were done i i paid them and left i didn't tell them who was going to be in here i just asked for another room and and when it was all said and done i i brought his body here and i placed it there of course, the upstairs one is just for show, because I was afraid of things like this happening. But for them to find the real room, it scares me to think that they almost succeeded. And I... She looks at all of you, and I have all of you to thank, and, and of course, you... And she nods to Alador, her son, and he's like, yeah, so the surprise reinforcements forced my hand a little earlier, but I'm still thankful nonetheless. Ayan comes back to approach the group after walking away. Mayor, I apologize for my outburst. I have just found out some unsettling news. I have a question about the crown. Could there be another? 
Could there be duplicate versions of this crown? Could they have a backup source? She's her eyes are kind of going back and forth and she's thinking very intensely and she says I understand Ian it is as much of a shock to me as never it could never compare however to your pain I it seemed so natural he he fell and then his health just got worse we assumed it was just his age catching up to him but uh to your question um this is not a relic that would be very easy to make in fact she studies a little bit more and she says this has the same machinations as the the magic circle pillars that were around the continent that kept the mount- the monsters and beasts from appearing. This is on that same scale. I've never seen or heard of anyone in this recent time making something so elaborate and yet so fine. It, it must have been a relic from the old... And I can't believe I'm saying this, but... From the time of Aelamin and Artur, it must have been a relic left over from that time. And that clicks. Because what you know about the magic circles that were placed around the continent to become the the area where people lived and thrived. This was magic condensed and compiled and compacted in such a way the scholars of today would have no idea how it works in that way. It would be like today you drop like an SUV, like you, you drop a Tesla during the Italian Renaissance and they're just like, what is this thing? I don't know how it works, but somehow it works. Don't do anything with it. Mamma mia, this is a crazy. Uh, this has that same level of complexity and magic abundance that doesn't fit anything in this time. So for for those listening, um, we did a separate DM session where we went into a deep dive with Alumen and with uh, with these heroes of the past. So we talked about how Alamon is legendary. This is like King Arthur, Arthur, like legendary status within this world. So yes, this clicks for us as the players, as the characters, but how would we respond to it? Like, do, do these characters hear this and think, <clears throat> Oh, from that, this, we know the story time or they think, I mean, or do they think, Wait, Alamon was a real person? Like, how do they relate to that? those stories? Ethan. Oh, I was going to say, if you want, I have proficiency with history. Um, so I could kind of hop in. You there know what? And... Go ahead and roll. Roll that history check. Cool. A 15 plus 3. So 18. 18. 
you definitely have, and you, you share this with everybody. You say, well, there were certain, certainly there was a golden age of magic and exploration and technology, unlike anything we've seen about, I'd say about 1500 years ago, all reports indicate that that's happened. And there have been other relics that were found that date back to around that same time. So it's plausible that this that could your... be a relic of that golden age. Is that your Kiki voice? <laughs> that was your Kiki lecturing voice, and most of that came <laughs> from most of that came from Bibi, who was always talking in like weird <laughs> half sentences <laughs> that she heard from someone else. It's just giving you a history lesson. My voice sounds <clears throat> suspiciously like the mayor's. <laughs> I'm an impersonator. <laughs> yeah, you're really good at impersonations now because you studied under BB. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. So you guys, it would basically be like in our world, like this is somebody just found a, a picture of a map showing Camelot on it. Like that is the historical significance of this where it's like, whoa, okay, this is something that came from way long ago back when there was like, like a golden age of technology and magic. Well, we have yeah. we have two leads from here, as far as I can see. We have, and he relays the information that he got from the letter. He he didn't relay that information earlier. He says there was more to that letter than news of my father's death. There was another, there were other locations, other maps as well. Um, but. I think we were supposed to be meeting somebody. Cyprus, where where did you say we were supposed to go? Oh, the uh, letter that we got from Davin, Avin, Davin Sora. Uh, I said to go to David's uh, ferry, and he asked us to uh, once our business was concluded tonight to head on out. I'm assuming he's be okay if we let the rest, but I, I think it should be a bit of a priority. See what the old man has to say, and then, uh, you know, if we're ready for review support, can do that. No arguments here. Drew, will we know, um, I know you mentioned before, we, we know David or David's Ferry does Reevesport. Is that uh, somewhere that we would know offhand? Reevesport is a, it's basically the, the trading and shipping kind of hub of the Elysian kingdom. It is the southernmost city in the kingdom of Elysia. And it is the kind of gateway of trade that goes to all of the southern provinces. So you've got Corvo and over on the other side, you have like Javara uh, and Savoy. And then even all the way over from like the realms of the Kagero. So, so a little ways away then? It's, it's a, yeah, it's a major trading port. Mm -hmm. So I want to really quickly... Um, do something that our audio audience will not quite 
here, but for us players looking at the map, pulling it up real quick, if we're looking at our world here, and we're over here in the green in Braven, where from this area is it? So if you look actually directly south in that blue area, and actually <clears throat> all of you listeners can go to our World Anvil page and check out this map yourself. We'll drop a link in the uh, description once we post this episode. If you're listening, though, um, we'll give you the details after the episode. So stay tuned. The world map, the blue area is the Elysian Kingdom. If you look all the way down at the very bottom towards those islands and our archipelagos, there is Reevesport. It's actually on the map. That's pretty right. dope. And I got to say, like, just as a player, I really appreciate this. That's and very Dad awesome. Very... <laughs> All right. So right under the word Elysia, there is another mm-hmm. town under the ALY. The ALY? Yeah, that's David's Ferry. Okay. It's a lot closer. Yeah. It's, it's a... It's like the midway point kind of between the capital of the Lomora Republic and the Elysian capital. So it's like a big trade hub. Essentially, they use a lot of the uh, trade coming from and going to Elysia up and down the river. So it's a very big shipping point. So that river goes all the way down almost to the coast. So use that knowledge as you will. Cool, cool, cool. So our players would know. I th- it makes the most sense to go to to the ferry first, and then Reevestown is something for later on. That's a further journey. A future request. Well, you have my sickle. Uh, is gonna yeah. reach. Rebrilla's gonna walk closer to the mayor. And uh, ask her one more question uh, before our departure. And um, Mayor, what uh, what about his sword? Did you did you lay him down with his sword? The sword was always something that I knew people would come for. The she looks at the crystal broken sword and says, that is definitely not his weapon. However, the last time I saw it, it was in that chest. So whoever came and took the body must have also replaced the weapon with a fake or something I'm I'm not quite sure I this is all new to me as well who in their right mind will do this um, you see Verbrill, uh getting a little bit upset um, that the hero he's always looked up to seems like has been disrespected in some kind of a way um, and Verbrill looks at the mayor for the first time, I guess Vibril shows a lot of emotion or um, care towards someone, grabs her hand and uh, looks her in the eye and says, we will get to the bottom of this. We would find who did this. 
to our hero, and we would bring him back. We would find his sword and put him to rest. She looks at you and she's clearly upset and this is all new information to her too, but she says, you know, he would like you. You're a lot like him, how he was before the war. Rest assured, I will be doing everything I can to find out everything that is available to me. I will be doing my research as well. If I find anything, I will let you know. Now she takes her hand out of your hand and says, I'm sure you all are very tired and there is much cleanup to do, but you don't have to worry about that. I, <clears throat> well, uh, I suppose that's it. She kind of breaks eye contact with Alador and says, um, you, you all may rest up. You can collect your reward from the Adventurers Guild in the morning and I will stop by tonight and add a bonus because I just wanted you to look into it. But he here you are. You are. You went above and beyond. And I respect that. Uh, Milo speaks up. Uh, <clears throat> this crown. Uh, I don't think it should stay intact. Do you know a way to destroy it? She looks it over again and says, it's possible anything that was created can be destroyed. So I suppose there might be a way we could find a very large volcano and toss it in or something. In fact, uh, let's see, there's one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She's not going to do a, a fellowship reference. Um, she says, I, I imagine there is some way to get rid of this thing the study of it however might prove beneficial in learning how things were made you have my word that this is not something that we will take lightly anything that has been made can be unmade I suggest we depart to our different ways get everything you need for a journey pack light we travel tonight. The the words came out of Alador's mouth and or sorry, came out of Aeon's mouth and Alador steps over and says, "Well, it's uh not quite the reunion I had in mind, but Oh yeah, you <laughs> it's good to see you too, old buddy. You smell I, bad. Uh, yes, I, I'm afraid I can not do anything about that right at this moment, but I... It, believe me, it will be one of the first things I do. It's good to see you. Uh, once, once I get back to the capital. It's good to see you're still good with a sword. At least better than I remember. <laughs> I haven't been slacking off these last... Oh, Five years now? Man, it's gone by fast. It's just mission after mission after mission. and Well, you can see I've earned myself quite a nice rank here. 
Yes, I heard of you in the city. Yeah, I meant to stop by a lot more, but... Honestly, I was... <laughs> only in the city for holidays, pretty much, and... I just wanted to sleep. I understand So, that. how long are you going to stay around this time? You think you'll be back? Or still here by the time we get back? I wish I was. I'm... I need to report this to the king. He knew about this this activity. He didn't know what their plans were, obviously. I was sent to infiltrate and find out what there was. And uh, so now I have to report back. So hmm. per the king's usual, I'm pretty sure he's going to send me on another mission as soon as I get back. So, eh. Well, when you have a chance, feel free to swing a pie. We'd love to see you again. You know, I have a feeling it might not be too long. Hell Definitely yeah, won't that's be another what I'm five talking. years. Yeah, <laughs> you can't go that long. I, I, I will personally come to the king's court and demand you. You can't scare us like that. <laughs> the king may or may not deny all existence of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blacklisted. Yes. Cypress, what's up? Uh, I was say, I just realized uh, Druidcraft is a cantrip that I can do, and I can create an instantaneous harmless sensory effect, such as like falling leaves or like an odor of a skunk or sound of an animal. But I'd like to see if I could, I can make a, uh, just a smell of like wildflowers in a five foot cube. So we're stinky Alador and them are standing. I can just make it <laughs> smell like wildflowers. Yeah. He says, it's only ah. for a small space, but you're making everybody else uncomfortable. So, thought I'd uh, help you out learned a, a new trick, Cypress. Very nice. Yeah, had a had a long time just to think. Um, came up with a few. Vibra was we... going to. Oh, I was gonna say, aren't, don't we level up after a long rest? Yes. Uh, Druidcraft is one that Drew and I. Since it's such a tiny cantrip, it's just one that I got. Okay, sorry. You you go ahead. Was gonna put it. Was gonna put his hand on Alador and uh, <clears throat> say, "It's good to see you become the man you've always wanted to be." Um, and then he's going to walk towards the, um, I guess the ringleader, and pick up the um the hilt of that broken sword, right? The glass sword to see if he can figure out, um, I guess the, the craftsmanship of it, um, the material of it to see if he can, uh, again, pinpoint the materials if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. You go and pick it up and there on the pommel, it says, Gables Armory and Emporium. <laughs> Meanwhile, this was, this was a replica of the, the of the weapon. Before they roll out, uh, Ayn's going to approach the mayor. Mayor, may I may I ask you one favor? You've certainly earned it. Yes. I 
I have found this ring. And I was wondering if you might be able to identify its properties for me. Oh, yes. Uh, right away, as she waves her hand again, casts identify, she says, hmm, This could be of help to you. It's a ring of shielding. You can store up to four charges of the shield spell, and you regain one, I'm not sure what this means, D4 per <laughs> sunrise? When, if all spells are, if all spell slots are expired, it will break. Hmm. Interesting. It seems it might help you stay alive a little longer. Help in those bad situations. Yes. Thank you. And right about that time that that happens, it's been about 10 minutes since you put it on. It begins to kind of glow and the shield kind of emblem like fills in with color and it is a oil slick covering that doesn't always hold one shape and it's kind of swirling and it basically formed to your magic. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so just to clarify, uh, where's the crown currently? I am going to um, pick up a piece of the glass and the rest of the... (laughs) Oh, seriously? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right. He's going to take a magic initiate feat so he can learn mending and just little bit by little bit. I'm going to pick up a piece of the... Now that you've studied it, you've seen these before. This is the replica that Gable uses to sell to tourists when they come to visit the mausoleum. They're like, hey, hey, buy this replica of the legendary sword, Alessandra. Okay. This is a cheap glass reproduction. Got it. So I'm still going to pick it up. I'm going to pick up the hilt. Okay. All right. I'm going to put it in my my little adventure pack. Um, And before we actually leave, I I would like to stop by Gable's. Yeah. We're, everybody's gonna get like I when I think we leave here, like Ian was saying, let's let's go get our stuff geared up, get ready to roll. Also, Josh, if Abril's planning to do some Raiders of the Lost Ark stuff later on and do some some switching, I'm here for it, and I like where your head's at. <laughs> <laughs> My man, he could be asking uh, who's bought one recently. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, so I think. I don't want to speak for the whole party, but I think we should leave. I think we need to get ready. Yes, I think so, too. We have a mysterious letter to follow. Let's go. Ian goes off to prepare for a trip. Yeah. Guys, leave me and my glass alone. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> There's a method behind the madness. It might not look my like My special it. glass. <laughs> it's he just wanted to feel special. <laughs> wow. My okay. <laughs> my brand, my glass. You guys may not know this, but I'm going to make that sword something special now. Oh, it'll eventually like, it'll get be ground down in everything. the sand. Josh is going to be the one at episode 100 in the finale, and he's going to be like, I told you. We're going to forget about it. I told it. you to it's keep gonna, that cheap replica. Yeah, it's going to be in your pack for forever, and there's going to be something where you like switch it at the very last minute. <laughs> 
Every time you reach into your bag where it is, I'm going to roll a D100. And every time, the chance to that you scrape breaks. your hand on it is going to increase. Yeah, like, it, it's... it. I was about to say, the, the glass would, like, it broke so easily. So, like, every time you throw something in there... Oh, Somebody's going to steal your pack Fractured one time, people. and they're going to be like, what the crap is this dude doing with a bunch Stop. of broken glass? I don't get it. <laughs> They're going to give it back to you out of pity, like, whatever this was, man, I'm sure you needed it. Yeah, yeah you can oh, keep God. your glass. I was just trying to rob you. <laughs> you can keep your broken sword replica. Here you go, pal. You can obviously, you have it worse now. than me. So. <laughs> leave, leave for Brittle alone. Let's leave let's me alone. <laughs> I can't with y'all. Oh, hey, I mean, it's like he said earlier, Josh. The truth is never sweet, right? right? That's true. That's true. Leave it. Chill out. He's, he's going to turn into Lot's wife here in a second. Let's go. Okay. All right. Oh, wow. Moving on. Moving on. The longest night of this town's history is coming to an end and you all find yourself uh in your perspective resting places not everybody has to sleep so we'll say resting places the night finally comes to an end the sun begins to rise over the mountains to the east and you all wake up you all had agreed to... I'm going to go ahead and supersede this in here. You all had agreed to meet on the Western Road beforehand. And we'll say that Vabril gets there first. He's standing by the roadside, this new sword. Oh, and by the way, Vabril, you've taken a short rest, so your minus four to everything has become minus three. You're you're standing there, long rest? and you, it was a long rest. Yes, yeah. You guys got a you guys got a good night's sleep after that. Fabril was probably the first one up. I'm saving out of out of all of you. Um, packed his bags, got his sword. Didn't quite have the conversation with his parents that they said they were because he wasn't really able to approach them in the right way because they were just. Going through book after book after book. There's got to be something in here. I think it was this book. No. Lavender was a man at one point. That might explain. And Vabril just kind of sees himself out at one point. He's standing there by the roadside. And you, you pull out your sword and you're, you're doing your exercises to get used to the weight and balance of the hilt. Just for fun, Vabril, roll a dexterity check just to see how well you're getting used to everything. You're muted, buddy. Eight. <clears throat> Eight? <laughs> yeah. On a D100? Is that what you said? Oh, D100. I thought you said, sorry, I thought you said a D20. I said a dexterity check. It's just because he's trying to move through his forms. Yeah, so that's a D. That's a D twenty, right? Yeah. All right. 
Yeah, eight. Eight. You're stiff and sore, and it's not very... You, you, you're having a hard time flowing, and about ten minutes go by. Uh, roll again, just to see how you're doing. Oh, laid behind a seven. log. Seven. is frustrated with himself. <clears throat> yeah, it's taking some time. Your <clears throat> sore muscles, especially right here where your scar <laughs> is up on your lower neck side. We'll say at this point, Kiki, Milo show up. Vab- Cypress was actually sitting there all along. Just kidding. He wasn't there. Hello. Uh, wait. <laughs> to kill the dog. <laughs> there is. Oh, that's. Hey, look. Marilyn. Marilyn's coming down the road. Uh, there's Grave a dog clock, following Marilyn. It's not Fido. Like, you know, Fido. But this isn't Fido. There's a dog following you. Kill it. No, I'm just kidding. Don't kill it. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be the to cleric. The dog. What the heck? <laughs> Listen, I'm a grave cleric. <laughs> dark, I will send everything to the grave. <laughs> if you thought you were going to be healed, you are gravely mistaken. <laughs> Whoa. Nice one. I'm just See, that dog just gone. Sorry, are we going to bypass that? <laughs> the dog is plopped down next to the group who we are still waiting for Ayan. Ayan had some business in town with for the fact that earlier there was a cart full of all of his stuff getting ready to head back to the capital. And so he has to tend to those matters. <clears throat> you guys but are that- sitting here. Waiting on the side of the road, there's a dog that's just sitting next to you. You look into its emerald green eyes, and it gives you a knowing look. <laughs> Does anyone know? You know how little kids like to look at dogs, be like, "I know." Will says as he blames the dog for his <laughs> lack of focus during his sword exercises. <laughs> Frustration. I haven't seen this dog around. I've been around town many times, but... Sorry, hang on. That dog talked earlier? Um... I was just gonna ignore that. Has anyone seen Cypress? I didn't hear the dog talk. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Nobody nobody else heard that. (laughs) Was that just me? You know, I think I'm going to skip out on this trip. I think I just need to go lay down. <laughs> you see the uh, the dog actually comes and puts a paw on your knee. and uh, I've been chosen. <laughs> I've been chosen. <laughs> this is it. Sorry, guys. I'm going to abandon everything else. This is my calling. I'm now going to be a dog trainer. <laughs> The dog sees Vabril. Bark twice Hold on. The, the dog sees Vabril struggling with the sword forms, <laughs> and he doesn't quite understand <laughs> the point of it. <laughs> staring at Vabril, and we'll say that's why Vabril's second check was so low because now there's this dog staring at him like, underneath <laughs> Kiki and shoots her twelve feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Okay, I I <laughs> I, I lean down and pet the dog. Oh, that feels good. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps back. <laughs> and Cypress releases his wild shape, your new form, <laughs> and <laughs> addresses the party. Hey, look, I can be a doggo now. Yeah. <laughs> Kiki cast all of her spell slots on the dog now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll lean past Kiki and be like I heard you say kill the dog I'll remember Are you dog Listen it was just a joke <laughs> uh, You know uh, After I got big out of robotic my wrist, book comes up and scratches uh, your ear we, we did a few laps around the town <laughs> Make sure everything's safe He, uh, he taught me a lot of things about being a dog. I mean, I could turn into a dog now if I want, but you know, acting like a dog—well, that's a whole other thing. I talk to him. Oh, maybe a small part of me. It's always been a dog, with advantage. <laughs> Past life or something. Nice. Always had an affinity for sticks. Yeah. I think after all of this commotion, Vabril even in he focuses even more on trying to get used to this new sword that he has. Just for go ahead and roll another uh, dexterity check. And if Cypress, if you want to give him guidance, you can. Well, I was going to say I keep rolling dexterity. Can I roll it with strength or no? <laughs> um, sure. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, because my dexterity is low. All right, here we go. Thirteen. Ugh, still frustrated. Is that with guidance? Oh, no, sorry. I didn't. Guidance is no, I didn't, oh, didn't do, do it. guidance. Uh, I think it, I, I would. Marilyn, actually, I, would you give him a a little like, hey, come on, man? No, I would honestly. I didn't do guidance because I want him to work it out. Like this is sure. Okay. So you know he's going to do it on his own. Just yep. Still frustrated. <clears throat> of right. course, as you You'll guys know. You'll get the know, hang of it. Yep, as you guys know, Vabril is different ever since he came back from the jaws of death. So <clears throat> there it's is all right. a. We've got time. Yeah, there is a new ferocity and impulsive movement to his his actions. You, Vabril, are going through your sword form, form after form, getting used to the new way that your shoulder kind of twinges whenever you raise it. So you're taking your practice swing, shifting from form to form. The weight and balance of the sword now begins to feel comfortable to you. You go through these practiced forms, getting used to the length of the blade, the perfect balance of the tang to the hilt. You eventually fall into a rhythm that is comforting, soothing. And as you are going through these forms, you not so much hear for the first time, but you recognize something for the first time. It is the sound of a woman humming, like happily.
Verbril <clears throat> is perplexed and confused, um, trying to figure out this voice and this humming, um, where it's coming from and what it means. Because to him, he's never heard that before. You lower your sword as you are trying to look around for this humming. You've never heard this voice before. And yet it speaks up. It says, oh, um, sorry, I didn't mean to bother you. You were actually getting better there at the end. Nice job. Um... Who are you? Well, I... I don't really know that myself. Um, I was dark and lonely, and then there was some weird people, and then you picked me up, and here I am. Wait, I picked you up? Yeah. And you look down at your sword, and in the length oh, of the shit. blade, you see the face of a of a of a female human looking back at you. She says, "Yeah, you were doing pretty good there." Um, thanks for picking me up. By the way, it was really dark in there for a very long time. Um, is again perplexed. Um, he's starting to recognize that the sword is alive and the sword was speaking to him. And so, um, what, what should I call you? Hmm. I don't know. Um, what, what is your name? Uh, I had a name, I think, at one point, but I can't remember. It's been too long. You know, names come and go, but I think who you are on the inside is all that really matters. Hmm. Don't worry. I feel like we can figure it out together. Well, my name is Verbril. And um, you're a pretty, pretty fine sword. So, hey, I, I might not look like much, but I got it where it counts. <laughs> every oh, cut, to, cut to <laughs> everyone else on the outside. Ayan has now joined the group, and Ayan, what you see is everybody standing around and, and looking at Vabril as he is talking to his sword. Vabril, are you feeling all right? I I know that I heard a dog back there, but I mean, this is. Do you want to go lay down, guys? I think I might have broken him. I appeared as a dog. <laughs> the dog <laughs> really got to him. Yeah. What have I done? Um, Ian will uh, enact uh, telepathic speech with Fabril. Uh, just an ability okay. he has. Anybody cre- chosen creature within 30 feet, you can choose a creature you can speak telepathically with each other while the two of you are within a number of miles of each other. Equal to charisma modifier, blah, 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 blah. 
totally works here. Um, and he'll say in Vibril's head telepathically, who are you speaking with? I, um, I think this sword is a lot. Ian hears that super intrigued, the investigator in him. DM, you tell me if I can do this. Can Ian try to make a telepathic connection with the sword? Mm. No, you cannot. So Ian's intrigued. Um, tries it. I don't. I, I. I don't hear anything. But you're sure you're speaking with the sword? Hmm, most definitely. I. Um, I. I can't explain it. It just started to talk to me, and it um it it feels friendly, feels good. But yeah, I heard her voice. I do not know her name, her. but I heard, but I heard her voice. Yeah, heard her voice, and you said she sounds friendly. Yeah, from uh, what I can tell, she um, she was trying to calm me down a bit, which was um, I was getting frustrated with myself. And uh, I know you and I are are due with conversation since I came back <clears throat> from the dead, but uh, she was able to. Calm me a bit. Well, it sounds like you might have a friend here. So even if you get separated, you'll never be alone again. That sounds like a good I, thing. Uh, yep. I, I, I hope that to be true. Hang on, I hope that to be true. All of this is happening inside of their brains and the rest of you are just standing around in this semicircle around them and <laughs> Vabril keeps, <laughs> keeps looking at, back at the sword to Aen back at the sword down at his feet and Aen is just kind of staring at at Vabril like I just yeah I can I, see this scene I'm just like the rest of them standing around and there's like Vibril on one side looking down his sword and on the other and they're on they're on each like panel of the screen like these are these two characters and it's just uh-huh. it's just silent for like 30 minutes for like no for like 30 seconds there's just this silent conversation and like as they're just staring at each other and, and then, then the sc- and then the the separated screen drops and you see the rest of the group just staring at him like uh, well, do they got be uh, uh, did I? It's did I hit my berry? Oh, oh but hey, are they wearing that crown? The possessed. <laughs> you I know, get, maybe that we sword should push on trip. Cypher starts transforming in and out of shapes, just like I, I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I activate my starry form power. <laughs> um, Verbrew hears the commotion from Cypress and Kiki, and he can he can pick up on <laughs> on their concern. And again, it's taken Verbril a while to open back up to the group. Um, but Verbril looks over with them, picks up, I mean, points his sword to them and says, Guys, I think the sword is alive. And it was speaking to me. All right, so we're just going to throw that in the woods. 
then don't everyone has their coping mechanisms and 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 as soon as Vibril heard uh, Cypress oh. say that, oh, oh yes, this he, is this is my stick. It it talks to me too, Vibril. Anytime I need to open up about my feelings, I just talk as, to my friend the stick, and as, it's so comforting as, to talk to somebody about what's troubling us. As soon as Vibril heard Cypress say that, you could tell he got very defensive in protecting the sword, and pulls it close to him, and says, "No one." It's touching the sword. <clears throat> that's so no interesting. I wonder Vabril, if... you hear in your head. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nobody touches my human. Um, I wonder if... I believe I wonder if this... For what it's worth. Hmm. Mm. I wonder if... So the sword's alive. Could the sword die? I'm not planning on killing it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, he's a grave cleric. <laughs> oh, he's well, everything with the grave. has a cycle, e- even on, even with metal. And spirits, Kiki. they all move on. <clears throat> Kiki, this sword, it's not gonna die. Today, tomorrow, as long as I'm breathing, this sword. It's mine. You can tell that he's become a little bit possessive and very protective of the sword without fully knowing who and what the sword is. I I think we might just want to be a touch careful. I'm not going to mess with your sword. You know, I definitely understand. That's, that's your sword, you know? Your personal feeling stick. <laughs> um, so I just... Just something to keep in mind, I guess. Cypress, I believe we have a fairy we need to get to. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, I guess we should probably get going. Uh, just, are we walking, I'm guessing? I don't see any carts uh, around. Do I see any carts around, DM? There are various wagons here and there, farmers bringing their boxes of cabbages into market to sell theirs. A few going in town, out of town. There's some traffic on the road. It's not super bad because it's still pretty early in the day. Um, I'm sorry. The cart that I took into town, that was a loaner from from Drexel. Um, I, we can't use that. All right. Walking it's in. Uh, walking it is then. I don't mind be- that. Oh, be- before two years walking straight out walking a little bit more. Before we head out, um, DM, can Vibril, whether this was before the morning or now, um, would you allow him to swing by Gables <laughs> and uh, talk to the owner uh, before our departure? Uh, Gables doesn't open until afternoon. Can we say uh. that he just did it before he got here? <laughs> Nope, they don't open until the afternoon. All right. so. Oh my god! Sorry, you're gonna have to learn this char- your your sword character on the side by doing learn by doing. All right, so rolling out, rolling out. Yeah, the brill <laughs> as you put the sword. I'm assuming you put it back in its scabbard because holding a sword the entire walk, 
wouldn't be ideal, but it's up to you. It's your sword. Does it get muffled um, when you put it in the scabbard? Just hey, <laughs> <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Do I still hear it if I have a, have a sh- uh, you know sheath of the whatever? Uh, yeah, it okay. sounds crystal clear. You hear her voice in your head. You know, I think I'm kind of liking you. I got a good feeling about this. I'm ready for a change. <laughs> Just like the good old days. I, uh... I'm glad you have a good feeling about me. I, um... Um... I don't... <clears throat> I've never seen myself as worthy, so... Um... I hope I can live up to your expectations. But uh, Expectations? Heck, I'm just glad you picked me up and you're not a bad person. I mean, <laughs> you know, what makes someone great? Is it doing great things or is it, you know, doing what they can where they can? I heard that somewhere. I don't know where that came from. It's kind of, it's kind of rattling around in my brain. See, but what if, what if, what if that's not enough? You know, and um, <clears throat> based on my history and my background, I was never able to do enough. And surprisingly, I died because I wasn't able to do enough. I oh, yeah. Dying's dying's bad. But, yeah. Dying's bad. Um, but, you know, dying's not the end. And she she kind of like... You can tell she's trying to remember something. She says, it's not the, not the greatness you achieve, but the road you take to get there. Does that make sense? I don't even know what a road is, but that word's just there. Uh, I, uh, I think I understand what you're trying to say. I think I understand what you're trying to say. All right. You guys travel and we'll montage this as you guys are traveling ever westward. It it takes you the better part of a day to get over to Davod's Ferry and you get to within sight of town. (laughs) and you see that there is a big boulder on the at the entrance to the town and has markings on it saying okay this quarter is over here this section's over here if you have shipping that needs taken up come this way and sitting on top of it there is the most santa claus looking dwarf you have ever seen and he says oh long time no see And that is where we're going to call it for tonight. Hey!